Bitcoin, the most decentralized, trustless cryptocurrency in the world. Its immutable ledger is unhackable, but will it always be that way? Well, Google just announced a new quantum computer that can change everything and perhaps pose a major threat to the Bitcoin network. Today, we bring you what we've learned so far about how quantum computing can ruin everything for Bitcoin. So let's go down the rabbit hole together and find out if it means the end of this podcast on episode number 688 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, Who's bad? Quantum computing does destroy Bitcoin, then your hosts here will have to find another career. It means we're done, Sir Lord Travis. We're washed up. It's over. No, it just it just means that we just shift and become uh, the bad quantum podcast. And we become experts on that. Just like a couple of weeks ago, I was an expert on Titanic submarines. This week, <laughs> I know all about uh, Instagram threads. So you know, just. <laughs> Dude, uh, welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, by the way, gang. In case you don't know where you ended up, Joel Common Travis right here. The Sir Lords in your life, and everybody needs a couple Sir Lords. That whole, uh, um, what was the last thing you said? Not the Titanic. Well, oh, Threads. Threads um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm already out. I'm like, I'm seeing how much data they have access to, how much yeah, permission yeah. you're giving Zuckerberg. It, it is more spyware than anything I've ever seen before. And people are just like, okay, here, Mark. We trust you. Yeah, they're like, oh, we don't want to give this billionaire Elon Musk any money. We're going to go over here to Threads, which Mark Zuckerberg owns Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Oculus, and now Threads. Come on. And yeah, like, there, people one are like, wants to open up free thought, free thought and free thinking, free speech in theory. And the other one's like, I'm seeing I, I, I went in there and I was watching so many. Oh, deleted account man deleted. So right. it's like that's a honeypot. Yeah, Crazy. people are like, we don't want to suck this billionaire's dick. We're going to go over here and suck this billionaire <laughs> with a smaller dick's dick, who's a bigger dick. <laughs> Dude, but he posted photos I saw yesterday on Instagram. Zuck's all swole. He's been working with like some jujitsu shit. So if they ever do have a cage match, it's going to be hilarious. Well, Musk will bring rockets. I mean, it needs to be like Terminator <laughs> style, right? They need to be fully outfitted yeah. as and Iron like Man. And they like Zuck like wheeled out in a stretcher because the rocket exploded on him or something. I don't know. It's just crazy. It's a crazy world out there, folks. But that's not necessarily the topic of the day. That's just a little bit of banter, banter that we have going on. No extra charge for the banter. Yeah, yeah. So you went down a rabbit hole here this week as you discovered uh, there was breaking news from Google that they have developed and will soon be releasing a new quantum computer and people in the crypto world are going, wait, does this mean that all of a sudden the Bitcoin network will be hackable? So tell, tell me what you discovered. So I've been using an app called Feedly and Feedly really brings to the surface a lot of top articles. And if you don't use it, you can utilize it and find some really great stuff. You can segment information. I got a crypto segment. I have an AI segment and I'm just looking for interesting components around technology and this sort of emerging world that we're in. 
And this surfaced from the Telegraph talking about how this, this actually popped out about a week or so ago, where Google, they've claimed to prove its supremacy over conventional computers with their new quantum computer. And what they're saying is this quantum computer can instantly make calculations that would take the very best top of the line supercomputers of today, 47 years to do, that it can do in a second. And, and so I started going, well, whoa, well, wait a second. If they're able to start doing that and start, you know, creating these super powerful computers, and then we already know what's happening with AI with existing supercomputers, like how does this impact Bitcoin, Joel? How does that impact that 256 SHA encryption that we've been told is flawless and unbreakable? And it would take a billion, million, hillion, trillion, gajillion years to, to break it. And now we're talking about how that's maybe flipped on its head. Well, it, it destroys the network, right? It, it brings the value of Bitcoin um, down into the dirt because it's no longer usable, right? If it can be hacked and taken, I mean, you've got all these Bitcoin that are lost out there, mm. right? That nobody's got claim to because they can't get it. So if somebody comes along and claims 4 million Bitcoin, you know, all of a sudden that, that that's the end of the network. You've you've destroyed it. People will sell what they are able to take and crash it and it's done. Yeah. So back in 2019, uh, Google released a quantum computer that had 53 qubits, Q-U-B-I-T-S. I don't even know what a computer qubit is. I thought that was that little guy in the video game. Yeah. Oh, that's Qbert. <laughs> Qbert. Oh, that's Qbert. So those are a little different. Qbert, Qbit is like I think a fuck ton of computing power or something. Two hundred and forty-one million times more powerful than the two thousand nineteen machine. Two, not two hundred and forty-one times more powerful. Two hundred and forty-one million times powerful. Yeah. So I mean. I don't know. I, I'm pretty optimistic. You know, we've always been like, yeah, Bitcoin's the one, it's the winner. And I'm like, okay. And I'm down with that. And then I've had this question multiple times over the year, Joel. I remember when we were in uh, in Paris, France for the Paris blockchain week. And then we were on our way going over to uh, that stadium, that soccer stadium. We're having that dinner and thing over there. Mm -hmm. I was, I actually rode in an Uber over with this dude who was a quantum computer guy. And so I asked him and I said, what is going to happen when quantum computers get so powerful that they could crack the encryption of, of Bitcoin? And he goes, well, what would ideally happen would be Bitcoin protocol would be modified by the Bitcoin core developers and they would, pre you know, preventive, you know, preemptively prevent that from happening. And I said, OK, so I go, so what are the odds? He goes, it's very low that that would even happen. So. Yesterday, I tweeted out about this, Joel. I was like, okay, because I just I wanted to get in the I want to get the conversation at least thinking about it. Because once I once I read that, it sort of you know spurred some of my previous thinkings around that. And so I tweeted out about that. I said, okay, so here we are with this you know quantum computing that can do this and that and that and this. 
I go, uh, I ask, I said, I don't even know who the experts would be to listen to on the topic of quantum computer cracking Bitcoin's encryption. I go at Nick Zabo four at Adam three us at lop. Do you have any resource for us plebs to read up on the topic? And then Jameson Lop, he sent me over this article. Here's why quantum computing will not break cryptocurrencies. And you can pull that article up. And I looked at it and I go, dude, this is from fucking 2020. If we just now have a new quantum computer that comes out that's 241 million times more powerful than the one in 2019, then that potential article is, you know, moot. Which would bring it to me, Joel, is like, damn, if Jameson Lop, one of the top sort of minds in OG Bitcoin and developing it is feeling complacent around this and just haphazardly sending me an article from 2020. And I don't know if they're looking into the implications of, of how big and badass this quantum computer could be. And I could just be an idiot and not know, but it seems like something we should be talking about. Well, I can tell you why he might, you know, Jameson might be a little screwed up about it because uh, he was circumcised and could close the circle, you know, in the beginning. That's why they call him Lop. That's... <laughs> I think that was a conversation we had before we, we recorded. <laughs> so my question is, in this Forbes article, um, here's why quantum computing will not break cryptocurrencies. By the way, links to these articles all in the show notes at badco.in forward slash 688. What is the conclusion that they come to of why quantum computing cannot even if quantum computing is successful why it can't break um you know the bitcoin blockchain yeah it, it says it's I don't, I don't even know that the um it, it's this article right here needs to be kind of dumbed down because it's, they're it's, talking about the turing test and all this yeah, other stuff it's different it's something, short algorithm and it's something about the encryption itself sha 256 they're saying is theorized to be quantum resistant now i'm not sure i understand exactly why that would be you know if, if this thing can do that many calculations that quickly it's not just a threat to the bitcoin network it's a threat to any network that depends on security and encryption right we're talking about national security right we're talking if you have a quantum computer that can that can conduct that many calculations that rapidly you're going to have all kinds of espionage going on you're going to have all kinds of data theft it's not just the bitcoin network that this poses a threat to it's not and i mean it's just really weird when i i look at this and i think wow here's the first time that a corporation has sort of nation state type technologies like you know quantum warfare is something that could be a real legitimate thing when you have these quantum computers to coordinate attacks on 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 certain systems, right? That's when when things could get really crazy. All it takes is one asshole with power to be able to do something because they're in a pissed off mood. I mean, you know, you you see people are weird out there today. There's very little empathy, very little compassion, mm -hmm. and so if they could do something to screw over a whole bunch of people, they're like, yeah, and then put me on the news and look how cool I am, and it's like. People want to be famous at any cost, and sometimes they'd rather be infamous than anything at all. So I look at this and I say, all right, so, you know, here's why I, I did a summary of that particular article. And it says this It's like, first, you need to know what a quantum computer is. Imagine you're playing with Legos in your normal computer. It's like having two Lego bricks, one black one and one white one. 
But in a quantum computer, it's like having a Lego brick that can be black and white at the same time and can change color in the blink of an eye. That's what's called a qubit. So it's like having multiple computers at the same time running simultaneously in theory. And, and so it's like uh, quantum computers can beat a normal computer in pretty much anything, it would seem. But with these, uh, with these secret codes, these algorithms and these uh, you know, encryption devices, that it's these, pu these puzzle solving algorithms, you know, if you have a really big quantum computer, you could potentially crack those things, it would seem to me. So it's kind of scary. So if you read to the end of this Forbes article that Jameson sent you, it says, so quantum computers being added to the mix won't suddenly render classical modes of encryption useless or mining trivial. Quantum supremacy now doesn't mean that your encryption or the security of Bitcoin is at risk right at this moment. But then it goes on and it says the real threat is when quantum computers become many scales larger than they currently are. Again, this is three years ago, by which point planning right. for post-quantum encryption, which is already on the way, and at which point Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies can soft fork uh, and use decentralized governance and dynamism when needed in the face of new existential threats to defeat the threat of quantum supremacy. So basically what it's saying is you got to update the software. Or it, or it is at risk. I mean, this this article that he sent you actually concludes with, hey, three years ago, this wasn't a problem immediately. But by the time we are at the scale that Google is talking about now, it can definitely become a problem. Mm -hmm. So it looks to me that what we're talking about then is this post-quantum cryptography. What are those standards going to be and how is that going to be implemented into the Bitcoin blockchain, right? Because if that protocol gets cracked and then, you know, that could be really helpful if everything was on the up and up and we're like, hey, quantum computer guy thing. I lost 55 Bitcoin back in, you know, 2011, 2012. Is, that, here, here, you know, is there any way you can help me get those? No, they're going to go out. And if, if you're Google or you're a, a state government and you have the ability to crack the 256 Shaw, and you're able to claim all of those Bitcoins that were never able to be moved or upgraded or updated or whatever. Now imagine if you have four to six million Bitcoin <laughs> and you own, you know, 25 to 30% of the entire network, dude, that's nuts. Like that's, that's like some James Bond shit. You know what? We're going to talk to a guy who has a better grasp on, this than uh, than we do for next week's show you can consider this part one where we're just going down the rabbit hole but we want to talk to somebody that's way smarter than us way more informed that has info tell us about this uh, gentleman that we're going to be bringing on yeah so this dude um he engaged with me on my conversation about this on twitter his name is pierre luke uh, he's the founder and ceo of a company called polygroup and he's in the quantum physics, AI, blockchain, and society. And he's a, he's a pretty interesting dude. And so let's uh, let's have him on and, and have a conversation because what's happening with quantum computing? I mean, this is, it's not here. We don't have access to it. Regular people don't have access to quantum computing. However, really big tech corporations are becoming more 
quantum compute savvy and some of the tools they have are they're going to be able to start doing some stuff with them which is only going to make them more powerful so i think it'd be a good idea to have this dude on the show i don't know anything about poly group and it's not a paid thing it's just here's a dude who is one of the top minds in quantum science and cryptography and he's going to have some insight he said that with the new technologies that bitcoin's current encryption could be cracked in about 10 minutes is what he said. <laughs> My gosh. So we're looking forward to speaking with him. That'll be next week's episode. This is a short episode because our quantum brains got to work and we condensed about 60 minutes worth of content in about, you know, 15, 20 minutes for you. This was so. about 37 qubits worth of information. And in one, see, it's like it's way quicker now. It's We're becoming less bad, I think. It's actually decent. We're going to be not, not the not so bad crypto network by the way also next week uh, is our sixth anniversary of this show sir lord travis can you believe mm. that six years of balance yeah. so that'll be good we'll have some dude coming on chatting about quantum computing and bitcoin uh at our sixth anniversary so that's not gonna be too shabby at all huh maybe we'll uh the show after that maybe that'll be our official celebration because i don't want to delay having this guy on um, yeah we're gonna interview him tomorrow so we could probably release that next show probably on monday and then on tuesday maybe we do a maybe we do a twitter space that could be kind of fun and, and invite i don't mind doing twitter spaces i mean i've been enjoying them and then two could, fans on yeah we have a couple of our fans everybody left to go to threads anyway so yeah, they can, they can have it. I, I made a few posts there, and I'm going to delete the app. I'm going to leave my account because I don't want anybody else taking my name. But yeah. I, well, I, I would got... say this: put it. If you, I I took it off of my main device and I put it on my iPad. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it and I'm gonna do stuff on it every once in a while on my iPad. Wait, but... what's the difference? Does it well, not have access? They're not going to have access to all your health data. And they're not going to have access to, you know, because basically I don't have, well, I don't know how you have your iMac set up. I have my iMac set up a little different than my main device. <clears throat> and so they're not going to be able to pull a bunch of information from it. However, what people are talking about that they have threads on, there's so much surveillance and shit going on on that app that it is sucking their batteries down very quickly hmm. and so i think you know who would have who would have thought that all that tracking shit they want to know not only do they want to know all your online purchases every website in your browser history on any browser that you've been in they want to know your your uh, political stance they want to know your religious stance they want they actually somehow get access to your credit score they get access to all your health data like who would willingly give this information to anyone? And then Threads is just pulling it. And then they say, oh, by the way, if you want, you, you can't really delete your data or delete your account unless you delete your Instagram account. So it's just a, there's some really bullshittery going on. And I come back to this tinfoil hat, Joel. Back in February of 2004, the very day that Facebook was created was the very day that DARPA shut down their LifeLog project. Coincidence. So, total coincidence, right? Well, then you look at LifeLog and what they wanted to do. They wanted to be able to gather what they literally said as threads of information from all the users, everywhere they go, everywhere they've been, the places they visited, blah, blah, blah. And then look, and what happened was the, the VCs of the of the deep state basically helped fund Facebook, got it through all the big, you know, um, uh, you know, Harvard and Yale and all those Ivy League schools first, and then proliferated it over to St Stanford and everywhere else. 
And now look at it. They've got fucking Instagram, WhatsApp, all your vir- virtual reality with, que- with, with the Quest and Oculus. And now <laughs> it's just unbelievable the amount of data. And so I look at this as how they become one of the most powerful companies in the world. How have they done that? Some freshman in the Harvard dorm just came up with it by saying, hey, you're hot, you're not. And then all of a sudden that turned into the biggest data honeypot of all time. I don't know. Uh, consider me a little little suspicious on all that, Mr. Joel. I uh, I think with uh, with the right to uh, to be so. So uh, appreciate you guys joining us for this episode. Make sure you do not miss next week's when we speak with an actual uh, person who knows something about this whole quantum computing. We'll catch you then, and we will count on you until then to stay bad. Stay bad. <laughs> Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.